0: You are listening to You Heard It Here 2nd, Episode 18. The podcast is produced every Monday night and airs every Tuesday morning. More information can be found on our website, DerekAndSteve.com. And
1: you get what comes along with huge St. Patrick's Day, which is a lot of people with shamrock tattoos above their neck and a lot of people looking to drink a ton of
0: alcohol and fight you. Derek and Steve present... And next week, we will move on to 16, I guess. Yes, I think and, and that's we'll the plan. we'll have some beer and some ice cream. This you know, the nothing with the mouthfeel really stood out. All right, I know normally you might use a few more words than one to describe a wiener, but describe this dog in one word. Mediocre. 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 Shockingly mediocre. You heard it here second. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 18. I'm Derek, alongside Steve. Steve, how is your Tuesday going? How is my Tuesday? So Trying to make it realistic good, for the listeners. Very specific. My
1: Tuesday um, technically hasn't happened yet, um, good but, answer. If, but good if, answer. if I'm going to pretend like today's Tuesday when our listeners are actually listening, um, it's morning. And we're talking as well, I, this is stupid. I'll uh, pretend
0: it's afternoon, so like I'm eating lunch or something. Okay,
1: um, great lunch. Things Good are sandwich. great. Things are doing. Things are going well. Thanks for asking, Derek. Uh, we do have a spectacular show. Uh, we have uh, way too much to talk about. Um, I got to interview lots of stuff. Dreams coming true. One of my childhood heroes, um, Peter Warwick, FSU legend, played in the NFL. Uh, one of the all-time FSU greats, among am- am- alongside. Deion Sanders. The most elusive college football player in history. Most elusive college player. In history, and that was before Reggie Bush, but he's still up Right, there. he's he's still up in the top ranks. Um, so great interview with Peter. Um, we've got some interesting segments to try out on you guys. Um, everyone, we got great feedback from the Craigslist um call last week, so we're going to try something similar, but not exactly the same.
0: A little different this week.
1: Um, yeah, are, are you excited? Funny segment. I'm excited. So,
0: so we're going to start quarter one with that. Uh, just to give you the breakdown for the rest of the episode, so you know what to expect. Second quarter will be Peter Warwick interview, as Steve mentioned. Um if you're an FSU fan it's a must listen for sure. Yeah. Um even if you're just a football fan, sports fan, good interview. Steve was very uh very engaged in this one because it's like he mentioned something that he grew up with and something uh, near and dear to his heart for FSU. So uh there's a great interview there. Third quarter we'll do a pair of you heard it here second movie reviews. So not that new movies but like kind of new movies. You heard that's um, why you heard it here second. That's why you heard it here second. Not third and or fourth. Not third, fourth, fifth, or anything else. And trivia with that. We'll do a little bit of a unique trivia this time. Maybe not a person. We'll see. Um, fourth quarter will end with sports. So a ton of stuff in this episode. Uh, we'll also fit in the Snapchat somewhere. We didn't get a ton of our Snapchat feedback this week. So we'll kind of squeeze in a PSA for people to to send us our, their Snapchats for next week. Yeah. I still uh, think people don't understand it yet. They might not get it. So we need to be a little more clear, I think. Yeah. It's very, very easy to be involved. Like uh, we're, we're hoping to get like 10 of these a week. Um, cause it's super easy to just, to just send us a Snapchat. So, um, so we'll get back to that. Uh, but first we'll start with the first quarter, which is our replacement for the Craigslist call last week.
1: Okay. So I found this online cause I find everything hilarious <laughs> online. If it's on the line and it's funny, I'll find it. Um, so are, you might have the website pulled up to read some of the funny things, but momentarily, the, the General idea is that Sweden, in an effort to boost tourism and boost awareness about the country itself, has created a call a, a call line where you can dial in and talk to a, a quote-unquote random Swede. Um, so I don't know what that means. We're going to find out what it means because we're going to call this number on the air um, and hopefully talk to a Swede. Uh, we don't know what we're going to ask this Swede. We don't know if he's going to be a sweet Swede or if he's going to be a lame Swede.
0: Yeah, so so the article that uh, Steve found, uh, I'll, I'll read a few quotes from it. So Sweden has a new phone number, and anyone anywhere in the world can call it to talk to a random Swede. The writer of this article then has the next sentence being, That is so Sweden, which is a very <laughs> good way to put it. Um, to be connected to a random Swede, you call this number. Uh, presumably you'll have to pay international rates, all that. So let's call Sweden. Sweet
1: Hey, it like a from a Swedish number. The
2: Swedish number är endast tillgängligt för utländska nummer. Däremot ser vi gärna att du blir telefonambassadör för Sverige genom att tanka hem appen The Swedish
1: number på App Store eller Google Play. Annars, dröj kvar, så kopplas du till Svenska turistföreningens kunst.
0: This is in English, right? I don't think this is English. Välkommen till Svenska turistföreningen. Welcome to the Swedish Tourist Association. A message
1: in English will follow. This is the, the Swedish number. number. This is Swedish.
0: So this is the message we don't care about because we don't speak Swedish.
1: Our phone hours are Monday to Friday between 9 a.m. and oh. 5 p.m. Apart from days before public holiday, we're close at 1 p.m. Thank you for calling. Did it hang up on
0: us? It hung up on us. That's Sweden it. Sweden hung up so on us. So Sweden is closed right now. Sweden's closed. Unfortunately. <laughs> Sweden is only open Monday to Friday, 9 to 5. Bummer. Um, is that
1: Eastern time, I'm guessing?
0: It <laughs> okay, can't be, right? What? No, it's got to be Sweden time. Right? It's got to be. I thought
1: every time was
0: Sweden time. I guess not. I wow. Guess not. Who knew so,
1: Sweden was so... So Swedes
0: grumpy about this kind of thing. Yeah. They're not open all the time. I
1: just want to talk with you at one thirty a.m. Yeah, your time. I mean, yeah,
0: someone's got to be up. Why, why can't they just figure out who's awake and let us talk to them?
1: Isn't this like a thing all Swedes agree to? Yeah,
0: I thought I thought they agreed to be available twenty four hours a day, seven days a week
1: for these phone calls for, from for people to call them. Idiot American podcasters. Yeah,
0: I, I thought that was the thing. Well, so what we can say is that we will. Continue to try. We will Actually, abide by this in the hours that they've said. We will tr- we will be able to find a time. Whether we, it'll be an early. It'll be early on a weekend. Uh, Saturday or, morning, Sweden. Or or some morning before we go to work, we'll, we'll we'll get a phone call to Sweden in. Maybe maybe in the morning after our stuff is all set up and everything. Saturday so.
1: Swedes. Saturday Swedes. Although he
0: did say something about weekend hours in that.
1: sweet Swede Saturdays. So. Um, I got some names. I got I got some. We got something to work
0: with. I there. got some ideas flowing in my head Saturdays with the Swedes um, yeah so
1: I guess you guys don't get to hear us talk to a Swede
0: <laughs> this week but but we will hopefully have that segment for you next week because I think that would be oh my god that'd be a great conversation I and I'm gonna talk to so many Swedes a lot this we could have a, a Swedish branch of our podcast before long I think we're gonna be big in Sweden yeah. we can
1: actually say that to people yeah yeah, yeah. we're pretty big in Sweden
0: yeah <laughs> So I, I like that. I like that. And yeah. and we, that call only cost us $0.03 cents to wow. call Sweden and, and hear that message. So What a deal. What a bargain. We still got $9.97 left in our uh, company package that we that we purchased. We're coming so. for you, Sweden. We're coming
1: <laughs> for you. And then maybe once we get popular enough, they'll pay for a trip.
0: Yeah, and then we can go do a live podcast from Sweden.
1: Cool. So um, if you guys have time before the next podcast, you're welcome to try the Sweden phone number... On your own time. Give I a shot. You just have to try it in the morning and let yeah. us know what happens. But yeah. you can officially call a random Swede uh, during Swedish business yeah. hours. I would
0: say don't even do it and wait for us to do it. I say so do we, it. We can do it first. I say do Actually, it you can and do tell it. us how it works.
1: And then we, we can get a heads up. Yeah.
0: So there you go. First quarter was not as exciting as we had hoped. But uh, <laughs> we do have uh, promising developments coming for next week. Hopefully. If We can do that sometime before that. We will see. So that brings us to the second quarter, which is uh, Steve's favorite segment of the entire podcast so all, far. All eighteen episodes, or any of the future episodes to come. All eighteen. Uh, for yep, now, until probably we get, for now until we get Jameis on the podcast. Ooh. Um, which could happen through Peter Warwick maybe mm-hmm. someday, um, or Jimbo. We could get Jimbo Fisher or something.
1: We like might that. be able to get Jimbo or Jimbo's son or, or like yeah, someone or, funny like that or Peter
0: that. Warwick Junior. Or any, anybody. So I really
1: want to get uh, Red Lightning on the show. Red
0: Lightning, that would be fun. Remember that'd him? That'd be fun. Yeah. The ball boy. Yeah, that that would be good. So stop.
1: We are here to talk about <laughs> Peter Warwick. Um, so, Peter Warwick, one of the all-time greatest uh, Florida State football players of all time, played wide receiver uh, for the national championship te- for the national championship team. Uh, played under Bobby Bowden, huge, huge football player in college football when we were growing up. One of the most elusive football players of all time. Um, and we actually got an interview with him, and we call him today. Yeah, so.
0: and he was happy to talk and got some good takes. So, without further ado, here's Peter Warwick. It's time for the Rich Homie Frog Hotline.
1: Peter Wark, thank you again for joining us. Um, One of the all-time FSU greats, um, 207 career receptions, 32 touchdown receptions. Um, I think you averaged over 125 all-purpose yards as a senior. MVP of the 2000 Sugar Bowl. The list goes on and on, um, and I'm a huge FSU fan. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing, Peter Warwick?
2: Uh, I'm fine. How are you doing?
1: <laughs> doing bet doing great. Now that we're talking to you, trust me. <laughs> um, so appreciate it. Yeah. So uh, obviously, the first question is: as one of the uh, all-time Florida State Seminole greats, um, we have to start out by asking you, what was it like to play on the championship team and to play under the great Bobby Bowden? Uh, for
2: me, it was it was special because probably mainly because you know the year before we lost to Tennessee yeah so for me it was it was it was amazing because i lost the year before but then i came back i stayed for my my last year i came back to not only did i win a championship but i graduated as well yeah. so that's a great thing for me because you know with kids coming up today you got to let them know that you have to be a student athlete True. So without grades, you can't play football. And so for me, that was good because my mom, I, you know, my mom was smiling from ear to ear when I graduated. Love know, and it. My mom cried. It just it just was an amazing feeling. And to play up under Bobby Bowden, that was like, he was like my father away from home.
0: Uh-huh.
2: So with him, it was, it was so much love because, you know, I respected him not only as a coach but as a person.
0: Awesome. That's amazing. Uh, so, Peter, uh, next question for you. Um, obviously, in the 90s, FSU was a dominant team. Um, but you coming out of high school as a big-time recruit, I assume a lot of other schools were also on your radar. So was FSU your choice from the beginning, or, did, or were you pretty heavily recruited by other schools that you were considering?
2: I was I w- I was heavily recruited by other schools, but I knew that I wanted to go to Florida State. Nice. For one, my, uh, my mom was going to go to school. She was going to go to Florida State. But then she had me. <laughs> and so she had to put that off. So by her doing that and letting me know that, you know, in my brain, I always wanted to go to Florida State, and I saw Deion Sanders, Charlie Ward, all those guys, I was like, man, I got to be there.
1: (laughs) Yes. Right.
2: Awesome. And I made the right decision.
1: So your mom got to live through you a bit.
2: Yes. Oh, I lived through her. (laughs) Uh, That's what I said. I lived through her.
1: I love it. Um, So, and I know we talked a bit about this before um, you were on, but... Coming from a a BCS National Championship team, um, are you a fan of the new college football playoff system? Or do you have any thoughts about it? or Do you like it or hate it?
2: I don't know. I haven't really just thought about it. I think that they should have, like, more teams. Yeah. I think they should have, like, more teams. Because, you know, it's kind of hard. I mean, because you got to think. They're judging you off the people that you have. Not the potential that you have, you know. They don't really know. Just because you won last, it you know don't I mean you're gonna come back and win the following year, you know. So I, I, I think it should be more teams that way it could be, you know. I, I, I really don't know what to say about it, to be honest with you. Yeah, I m- just know Florida State needs to be there
0: no matter <laughs> yeah. what.
1: Good answer. I know that.
0: <laughs> that could be rule number one. Um, yeah. so, so obviously, another hot topic besides the playoff in college football nowadays is whether or not college athletes should be paid. Um, so, coming from a big time football school and living through you know big time college football, what's your opinion on that? Do you believe that college athletes should be paid?
2: I think I, I think that we college athletes should be paid. You know, uh, I mean it's kind of hard to go to school and you know do your homework, go to study hall, work hard and you know, just like you know, I, I just sit back and I think about all the stuff that we that I went through when I was there. Like, say like you, I go, I walk into Florida State, I walk in the stadium. It's eighty to ninety thousand people. Yeah, everybody has on a number nine jersey, <laughs> but nothing, none of that comes to me. Yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, but when you're in the NFL and people have their jersey on, they paying for that jersey. You know, and so it just. I just think that, you know, I just think that they should just, just pay them. You yeah. know what's wrong with that?
0: Yeah,
1: I think it'll be... I mean, they work hard. They're big moneymakers, that's for sure. I mean, especially a school like FSU and other big ACC or big league teams are very, very profitable, and we know that. Um, so I think yeah. in the next few years we might see a change there. You think so? I do. I mean... It's the the hot topic. I mean, literally everybody's talking about it now, so it's tough to avoid. And the NCAA keeps making mistakes left and right, so I think it might be the logical next step.
2: Yeah, Yeah. I mean, it won't be. It won't be a bad thing. I can say that, even though you know, I I I know how it is. You have to work for what you get. Yep. You know, it's. I mean, it's kind of hard because people say stuff like, "Well, he's not doing as much as he's doing." Yeah, you know, and that's that's what everybody's talking about because they feel like, okay, if he's not the number one guy, why should we pay him the same what same way that we pay another guy? So exactly, and that, that's probably where the controversy lies it, right there.
1: Exactly, and that can mess up team dynamics a bit. I mean, there's there's pros and cons yeah. to the argument a lot, but yeah, it's pros and cons. Yeah, I, I see it moving that way, no and I'm I'm ca- I'm calling it now on on the podcast. Within the next five years, there is some sort of payment to college there athletes. You there you go. Um, yeah, I, think it's kind of
2: I, I think it can go both ways It depends on how you look at it yeah.
1: Um. And I think I may know the answer to this But I want to know What's your all-time favorite football moment Whether it's college or the NFL
2: Whether it's college or the NFL The best football my, moment my, all, my all-time moment was Walking in the National Championship game nice. I already made it up in my mind That I knew I was going to win that day I knew What? what how I was going to walk out and it was just special for me. You know, and then to relive it, then I like I look YouTube and I see they say Peter Ward enters in the national championship game. And in my brain I already knew what was gonna happen because like the night before, like I tell people, people really don't know, but the night before I had a dream that I scored three times that Ron Dugan scored twice. No and way. That's exactly, and that's yes, that's exactly what happened. I told my mom that before the
1: game. Oh my gosh. Yep, that's legit. We may have to we we may have to get her on to verify, but I, I believe it.
2: <laughs> oh yes, sir. She'll tell you.
1: <laughs> that's awesome. Just do that. I was gonna I was gonna say the punt return. It's gotta be the oh, punt, the punt return. return. Yeah.
2: Oh, that was special. I just I just, I you know what my, I I the way I came in, you know that that lets you know that I meant business by me yeah. coming back my senior year. But I, I I think it was the catch because right before that, you know. Virginia Tech was making a run, and I looked at Bobby Bowden, and I like, man, do you? I asked him, "This is my honest God question." I say, "Do you want me to finish him?" Yes. He was like, "Yes." <laughs> throw ball. You know, he don't he don't call nobody by their name. He say, "Yes, throw the ball to number nine right now."
1: <laughs> yes, that,
2: that's I, exactly what he
1: said. Oh my God, I believe it. That's amazing. <laughs> can you yeah. can you describe the atmosphere of the national championship game? Because not I, I guarantee, not a lot of people listening have either a been to one or b will. Definitely not playing one.
2: (laughs) You know, for me, the national championship was better than me playing in the Super Bowl. Nice. Mainly because it was like, when I was at Florida State, it's like, there's like a feeling that I never felt before. You know, at Florida State, if I go five or six plays without touching the ball, the whole crowd, well, yeah, Peter Warren. Yes. So for me, for me, the national championship was, like, it was overwhelming. Like, when I came out, I looked out there and saw the crowd. I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, my God, is this for me? <laughs> I felt like it was just for me. But it wasn't. It was for the whole team. But in my mind, I was like, I got to do it. I have to. It was just the, the best feeling ever. It was it was something that I would never, ever
1: forget. Oh, man. I I feel like I was just there. <laughs>
2: And I just—it was just amazing. So I just—I just thank God for huh. Him allowing me to get that opportunity again. Excellent. You know, a lot of people don't get an opportunity to play in a national championship two times in a row. You know, we just lost the year before, and then He blessed me to come back the following year. So it was amazing for me. And I knew that I didn't want to be on that end—the other end of losing.
1: Yeah. you yeah. been been—you've been there. It's not good. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, so, I, I, I think I know the answer to this question too, but are you still, uh, you have close ties to FSU still? Do, are you still active in in the football community there?
2: Yes, I am. Okay. I'm actually going there this summer, taking my son to Jimbo Camp.
1: Nice. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I think
2: he yeah, his name out there too. you get that when we start going there. He's going to put the nominade on.
1: I love it. What's his name?
2: Yes, sir. Peter Ward Jr. <laughs> I love it.
1: Oh my you gosh. Believe I believe it. When he goes to FSU, people are going to be going nuts, Peter. Yes. Oh, he going. I love it. I can't wait. Sure. Awesome. Uh well, Peter, thank you so much. This was an unbelievable experience. Um great interview. One of my dreams come true is just to talk to you on the phone and I, I got to record it for my podcast. So that's unbelievable. Um Hey man, I appreciate
2: you having me on.
1: No, it's awesome. And um, we may touch base with you because I, I want to know your opinion as um, FSU football gets closer. I mean, we we still don't know who the starter is going to be. Um, well, Francois, wh- you think so?
2: I don't know. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get an opportunity to go to the spring game this weekend because yeah. my son had a baseball game. So okay, but they told me Francois and Malik. What was name? Malik Henry. Both of them look nice. So
1: good. I
2: don't know.
1: <laughs> I I trust me, man. I'm, I'm waiting just like you are. I'm excited. Yeah, yes, sir. Awesome. Well, Peter, thank you so much, man. Uh, we really appreciate it. Tell your brother we say thanks so much. Um, I will do. Yeah, and, and have a have a great FSU season. I'm sure he'll be watching. Yes, sir. All
2: you right. have and, a great and,
1: day, too. And teach little Peter those moves, man. He needs to be just it, as it, elusive. Hey, I
2: did. I promise you I did. Peter, I, I, <laughs> I got him right now. His, his baseball season is over right now, and he's about to come to my lab we about to get it in. I love it.
1: Is he a little wyvern? <laughs>
2: everything I know. Little... He just, he just, he bigger than me, so. Nice. He say he say he's going to be better than me, so. I, I love it. Him. If you're going to be better than me, you got to have to get the gap. <laughs> he say, you'll see,
1: he
2: said you'll see, you ain't win the Super Bowl, you ain't go to the Hall of Fame, I say, you're absolutely right.
1: <laughs> well, he's got something to aspire to, that's for sure. Yes. Awesome. Well, Peter, thanks so much, man.
2: Man, I appreciate it.
0: Awesome. Have a good one. Okay, you too. Go Knowles. So Peter Warwick, very good interview there, and uh definitely something that uh you certainly enjoyed with uh, your FSU history.
1: I did, I did.
0: I mean that's that's a real person. I know
1: a lot of non FSU fans don't know Peter Warwick. I asked around thinking that everyone would know who he was and, and a few of my friends didn't. Um but if you look up Peter Warwick, he is actually one of the greatest uh college football players of all time, especially wide receiver. Um so yeah, that was spectacular. I yeah, I, I yeah. that was I was not kidding. Childhood dream. Talk to Peter Warwick. It's amazing.
0: Yeah, it was great. And uh he he's he had a few uh uh takes on some of the controversial topics as well. So it was, it was definitely uh good interview and some good answers from Peter. Uh so Peter that wraps up the second quarter. I can't and wait brings for, us yep. Go I was ahead.
1: gonna say I can't wait for Peter Warwick Jr. to go to
0: FSU. Yeah. <laughs> going to be so great. Yeah, absolutely. He's gonna be uh a stud there if, if all goes as planned. It's so it's gonna be nuts. Um So we move to the third quarter where, as we mentioned, we have two movie reviews for you of movies that are not super new and you've probably seen them and they've been even talked about uh, at times in this podcast. Yes. Um, But we will start because we watched them over the weekend. So the first one we'll go through is the uh, big time Oscar winning uh, movie, The Revenant. So, what did you think, and what did Steve Nicholas Avocados get?
1: The Revenant. Okay, so we're gonna do these pretty quick. Um, you should have probably seen The Revenant by now. My only advice to you while watching The Revenant is don't eat while doing it, and don't think you're in for a nice, fun Sunday movie because it is, it is intense. It makes you want. It makes you like squirm. It makes yep. you sick. Very realistic. Kind of gross. It's just a lot to process. It is a lot. That being said. Spectacular. Um, not my cup of tea in terms of like, it was very long. The it was beautifully shot. The mm-hmm. shots were great, but the story itself was just pure carnage. It was a lot of. It was like it reminded me of Saving Private Ryan without the underlying spectacular, like backstory. Right. It, it was very like uh, you should have seen this. That's why it's your heard your second. But Leonardo DiCaprio's son gets killed by Ed Hardy's character. He goes in search for revenge. Um, and it was just pure gore. That's I mean, the
0: only really plot line in, in the yeah. entire movie. So uh, th- that does make sense.
1: I will give it, uh, my official rating is 80% Steve Nicholas avocados.
0: There you go, 80%. Not,
1: not certified guac.
0: Not certified guac. Mine, uh, so for dragon Dragonfruits, it gets 86, which does qualify as certified Pattaya colada. Stupid. Um, 85 is my threshold. It, we we kind of cheated last time to get the the first certified review 85 will actually be my threshold and I give this one an 86 so it's just barely certified for me uh I basically what you said I agree with I think it's shot phenomenally I I mean everything you heard about the cinematography and and the actual film filming of it is really really outstanding it did Uh, make me
1: it made me sad we didn't see it in theaters
0: yeah I I agree I think you got to go see the revenant well it's probably not in theaters anymore but I think people who said you should see it in theaters were right it's it's a that type of visual film Uh, Leo and Tom Hardy are both great in it as well. Uh, What people said about Leo's acting is true and that he doesn't speak all that much in the movie. He doesn't have a lot of dialogue, but it is a different type of acting that I think requires a lot. And and so I I think he did a really good job with what he was being asked to do. And ultimately, it was also the buildup of him not winning an Oscar that helped to get him that Oscar, I think. So I give The Revenant good ratings. Everything you said is true, though. Not a easy Sunday movie. You got to be prepared to watch The Revenant. Um, But if you're looking for a really kind of heavy, rich film experience, I think that's what The Revenant will give you.
1: I can dig it. All right, in the complete opposite movie, we actually (laughs) watched a different movie, kind of along the same uh, timeline. It came out around the same time. Yep. Um, Deadpool. Deadpool. Ryan Ryan Reynolds, the antihero. Yeah,
0: so Ryan Reynolds uh, in this movie, obviously, uh, since you've heard, it's basically a superhero movie, but sort of a mock of it a little bit. Um, Kind of a lot of, uh, you know, breaking through the fourth wall, I think it was, like we talked about in... um, the Big Short, it's kind of similar thing. The, the Deadpool does that quite a bit. I think it was a very good movie. I think it was very funny. Um, we, uh, you know, I think Ryan Reynolds is pretty perfect for that role. Uh, I think he he played it pretty well. And so, also one of uh, our actress from Homeland is in it, uh, who I don't even know her name, but the the wife in Homeland is the main uh, female character in Deadpool. Oh which, yes, uh, she is. which we weren't expecting. The short, so the short haired lady. Yeah, exactly. So um, overall, Dare Dragonfruits it gets seventy one percent. Pretty good movie. Uh, I wasn't in love with it, but I thought it was pretty funny. And pretty good.
1: Pretty good. So I I give it a seventy five percent. Steve Nicholas Avocados. Um, it was very juvenile, but on purpose. It was. It was so self aware that it was almost too like it was almost too much like it was just hard to watch how much they were referencing the fact that yeah. you're watching a movie yeah. like it, that. Being said, it was very funny. There there were laugh out loud funny parts, and there were also parts where you're like they need to stop doing yeah, this it's exactly. just so much. So if you're if you're fine, just I'll tell you this: it's better than a dumb superhero movie. It's a superhero yeah. movie made to be is extremely one-end, like, dumb fart joke, funny, <laughs> and then they push the limits in every sense. Like, there's not one thing that goes... Yeah. There's not one rock unturned in the high school humor. Like, right. I'm, uh, th- and this thing broke a ton of records. This was, a, this was like, a really uh, well-received movie among, I guess, the box right. office. It made a ton of money. Uh, but I gave it 75% steamed nic- Nicholas avocados, not certified guac, but... Both of these movies, I will recommend. Yeah. I say these are both movies that are well done, very unique, and just one was funny, one was intense, and they were yeah. good. Yeah.
0: And Deadpool is the Sunday movie if you're if you're choosing. Yes, and we, we, did, chose, we chose we chose the Revenant. on we Sunday. We did the opposite.
1: <laughs> we watched Sunday. We watched uh the Revenant on Sunday, Sunday. night and Deadpool on Saturday. You should have switched them. Yeah. Because Revenant will get you amped up on a Saturday night. You won't know what you're feeling on Saturday, and you'll need to kind of drink it off. <laughs> Um, Deadpool is definitely a Sunday chill out yeah. laugh movie so
0: absolutely. So there are your you heard it here second movie reviews uh, two of them this week and that is that so now staying in the third quarter we move to trivia and as we mentioned this trivia is not a person today
1: yes we're doing something different in honor of trying to call Sweden um, <laughs> even though Sweden didn't answer we're going to have a country be the trivia we're going to do it the same way we're going to give you four facts about this country um, and if you can get it on the first one, you're golden, um, and then let us know when you get it after that. Cool. So the first clue, uh, for this country, um, this country is the fourth most visited country in the world. Um, and that probably narrows it down pretty easy already, but, um, I'll let you go for the next yeah, clue. Yeah, so, so fourth thinking, fourth of, thinking about
0: some of those very visited countries, number four in the world, uh, clue number two: Famous people born here include Amy Adams, Christopher Columbus, and Joel McHale. So, so narrowing down a little more.
1: Um, all right, so this European country, and I hope you get it after this. So it's in Europe. This European country is the largest exporter of wine in the world.
0: Because we're wine guys now, so we wine know guys,
1: that. we know that you're a winey guy.
0: <laughs> so clue number four and. Hopefully the giveaway, if you didn't get it on clue number three, this country has the world's smallest country inside of it, which is the only country that it can say that about. And that, of course, is
1: the Vatican City inside Italy. Correct. Um, so the answer to this week's trivia is the country of Italy. So we're doing countries. Right. So maybe next week will be Sweden, um, and we'll have to get some fun facts from the Swedes when we talk yeah, about Yeah,
0: Absolutely. So now we'll move into the Snapchat segment and play the Snapchats that we got this week uh, in response to our question, which was, what superpower would you choose and why? So here are the answers that we got.
1: A clock stopper so that I could go back to bed right now and not waste any of my day. I want to be able to move really fast like Quicksilver from X-Men because that way I could travel without wasting time and I could eat as much as I want because he also has a really fast metabolism. Mind
0: (laughs) reading. I'm an adult. I'm going to take teleporting. It's the only one that's actually practical. Super speed, strength, flying, all useless in everyday life.
2: <laughs> if I could have any superpower, it would be to never be hungover. Because I'm really hungover right now. And it sucks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if I had one superpower, I'd have to go with time travel. That way I could travel back and predict what's going to happen in the future and go by the great Stradamus. <laughs> if I could have a superpower, it would be Tomahawks because tomahawk there there are entries for this week
1: the last one well there's some really good ones (laughs) those are much better um thank you everyone who submitted them um for those who didn't submit them it's very easy so easy um we're gonna tell you that this week's question but we're gonna read it on the air and we're also gonna post the story on saturday too all you have to do is respond with a video five to 10 seconds with your answer and we'll play it on the air and we need them because we, we don't get too many. So yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, a lot of those that we just got were today, right? right, You know, shortly before the podcast. So they're super easy. That's what we post on the weekend generally because you're more likely, I assume to send us a video on the Mm -hmm. weekend than if you're like at work in a meeting or something, you know, I assume you're not going to do it then. So all you have to do is send to either, either one of us. Yeah. Send it. Yeah. Send well, it to either one of us, preferably to the Snapchat. To the
1: Snapchat, po- the podcast Snapchat, which is at Derek and Steve. Derek and Steve. We've added, uh, you're, we've you're, added most we've of We've added you. everybody, so please just respond uh, with your videos. No to pictures. The so this week's question, um, I think it's a good one, is what was your first AIM screen name and what were you thinking? <laughs> <Which> <laughs>
0: so is a good one.
1: Yeah, so 10 seconds, what was your first AIM screen name? Um, hopefully it's embarrassing, most of them are. Um, and what were you thinking? Why yeah. was it
0: that? Why'd you do that?
1: Yeah. Why did you do that? What do you think of it? Either now or what were you thinking then? So, um, should be an easy one because you all should know your AM screen yep. names by heart. I know mine. Um, yep. It's pretty embarrassing. But I'll, I'll, maybe we'll send a, a video next week. Um, also, to everyone who mentioned controlling time mm. um, or time travel or, or, or going back in time or stopping clocks, clocks, that's the correct answer. Um, <laughs> that's the best superpower by far. Um, no debate, Okay. Cool. There cool. you go. There um, so you go. please send us your videos for next week's question, um, and you'll be on the podcast next week.
0: Perfect. So uh, that wraps up the Snapchat. And again, super easy, so uh, send us your answers to that. And the AIM screen name one is a great one, so okay. everyone should have a good answer this for that. This is going to be a good one. I'm targeting – we want 15. I want 15 answers this week. I meant to ask Peter Warwick, and I forgot. <laughs> Maybe we can send him a text or something. Yeah. So uh, so that brings us to the fourth quarter where we'll do some sports. Sports. Uh, starting want some of the news that broke out today – which is the one of the reasons why the NFL is taking a while to reinstate Josh Gordon and that is because he failed another NFL administered drug test recently, uh supposedly last month. It, what are your thoughts? Uh, my thoughts are this has there's one
1: of two things that this could mean. It means that the that the NFL administered drug tests test for a lot of weird things that get picked up. I'm, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt for that one. Like maybe it's <laughs> Like Adderall, he has ADHD or like something, like you know, like they they pick up something. Uh, maybe it's if there's alcohol still in the system, whatever. Um, but it's definitely weed. He's been <laughs> he's been what is it? He's failed three drug. This will be the fourth drug test. Josh Gordon has failed, <laughs> um, and he's a multi million dollar making wide wide receiver. He's, one of for the full year he played, one of the best, one of the best, the fo- like one of the best football players. Not just best receivers, like one yeah. of the best NFL football players in the game. Yeah.
0: Um, and he can't stop smoking weed. Physical specimen, one of the most dominant physical receivers in the league. It's That's a, that's a legitimate addiction, and, and he should seek help. And all you got to do, yeah, it, it's amazing. All you have to do is is stop smoking for a little while.
1: Oh, my gosh. To make like,
0: millions and millions and millions of dollars. They should be able to say, like, they could. It doesn't
1: have to be weed. It should be anything. It should be like Steve. You we're gonna pay you fifty million dollars a year. Not fifty million dollars, but a ton of money. Five to ten million dollars a year. Not to watch television. I'd be
0: like, mm, that's gonna be that, really tough. That stinks. Like but I
1: like television, but I don't need it, so I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> and I'll. But I think he still makes the money, doesn't he? Like I'm sure there's uh, some clauses, but. He's still making millions of dollars.
0: Depends. Depends. I mean, he might be. I don't know his contract situation. But the NFL, different than other sports, it's not guaranteed money yeah. all the time. So you know, some of these guys, you know, they're not going to make it. Johnny Manziel is not going to make his money. Good. Because I mean, he, if you can't, you know, can't control himself.
1: It's ridiculous. It's nuts. And
0: I know, like, this is the
1: majority opinion. So we're just kind of harping to the choir. But yeah, I mean, if you can't not smoke weed, if you can't not smoke a joint <laughs> for a year.
0: You shouldn't be able like you you shouldn't get paid the money that you're getting paid. agreed hundred percent, so who knows what's gonna happen with Josh Gordon, but at this point, people felt bad for him last time, I think because it was a trace amount of weed, I guess in his test, and it was a oh, full my year my suspension gosh. at this point no once you've been warned this many times, all you got to do is just not smoke weed for a little while it's you know no no more sympathy so yeah. so Josh Gordon, we'll see what happens with that uh but that's the only uh, n f l topic we have today, so uh next topic is in basketball, which. Uh, sees the Warriors improve to 72-9 and with their win over San Antonio uh, over the weekend. And so the Warriors now need one win at home against Memphis in their season finale to break the 95-96 Bulls record. Um, Popovich rests his players against the Warriors, mm-hmm. which I think is what we had talked about and expected. It's so dumb. I, I mean, it's so Popovich, and he doesn't care at all, but...
1: They were also going for a similar record. They, they were, were going for the first at undefeated at home basketball team in history. Um, and they could have done that. And Pop's like, you know what? Arch rival. They're going for a crazy record. We're going for a crazy record. The fans are going nuts. The world is going nuts about this game. I'm going to sit my players because they're old. And I guarantee you, they wanted to play. It's just Pop versus the world, which is it's kind of its own quirky thing, which is nice. But at some at some moments, you just got to be like, dude. Buy in yeah. to the NBA, like they they're paying you. They are a, uh, like they they write your paycheck and they will make millions of dollars if you it's... if you play your players right now.
0: <laughs> it is and and personally, I love it. Um, I, I love the defiance. And and I was talking to a, a coworker today about it. this. I was talking to a coworker today about this, and it's a very very unique um crossover as far as fan interests go. And they really, you'd never, it came out of the blue here in the last decade and a half. But I'd be willing to go out there and say that every Patriots fan loves Greg Popovich because Greg Popovich is Bill Belichick. Yeah, but he's at least kind of
1: personable. Kind of.
0: Not really. Greg Popovich is very, very similar to Bill Belichick in interviews and everything else. Uh, Yeah. Popovich might be worse than Belichick at times in interviews.
1: Yeah, he's worse, but that's like, he's... That's his thing. Like he does that on purpose. He does the two-word uh, answers. Uh, I believe Belichick does as well. Belichick does it because he's miserable. I well, don't know. I'm, Popovich is having sure a good time. Okay, well, you, you obviously are Patriots fans. So you can't can't
0: agree. With, I, I mean, but, I I think Belichick has has a perfectly happy and and non miserable life.
1: I think so too. <laughs> I, I but, think
0: he I think he hates the media and hates that he has to answer media questions and hates that he has to put injuries on the injury report, and I think Popovich is exactly the same way. Uh, the, a couple years ago, remember, the NBA fined Grip Popovich on that Thanksgiving game, if you remember that, against LeBron James and the Miami Heat. The big, huge game, Spurs-Heat. Yeah. It was a finals rematch, I think, from the previous year. And Popovich benched everyone. And this was in no, this was in November. This wasn't at the end of a long, grueling season. Yeah. And, and he, it's just a middle finger to the league and the networks and everything, and, and he loves it. And so, not that I think that that should happen all the time, but I love that there's somebody like that who does that. I mean, there
1: has to be someone like that, but for the fans like it's it kind of screws them like you're I get it your job's to win games your job's to win the national championship but you also bend, bend you have to bend backwards a little bit to the millions of people who are rooting on this team and I get it sit your players they're going to playoffs I get it but this game,
0: this particular game, yeah. should have been. You'd like to see it, but I—the exception. I, I think at the same time, this would be the most draining game. If you were gonna if you're gonna play those guys in a game, you know the guys are not gonna go out there and not try. You, like you, you mentioned that those guys probably wanted to play in this game. Yes. So Popovich benching them in this game, ultimately, I think it's an eighty gives what is it, the biggest benefits in return. I
1: don't think so. I think, I think sitting. Your, I think sitting your starters at any random point, does not make that big of a difference. You think that they're going to win the NBA championship? I think it's possible.
0: Tim Duncan and and Tony Parker and Manny Ginobili are very, very old. Yes. Old basketball players. Okay, so
1: playing 85 instead of 86 basketball games, that makes the difference.
0: At what point point is the difference made? I don't think there is a difference. What if they played 100 games? What if they played 120? At at some point, there's a difference that's going to be made.
1: Exactly. I don't think it's at 85 because they've been doing it for 15 years. But where is it,
0: though? Where is that difference?
1: Not at 85, Not at 86.
0: But, but there, if there is if there is a point where there makes a difference, it's got to be somewhere, I think. If it's at 100, then you could say, well, what's the difference between 95 and 100? If it's at 150 yeah. games, what's the difference between 140 and 150? I, I think there's a difference somewhere. And I think out of the games remaining for San Antonio, that was the game that their players would have spent the most energy yep. and also is the game they were least likely to win, both of those things. So mm-hmm. that's why I support the decision. Yeah, Because when Popovich beats the, the Warriors in seven games... Then that's the reason people will point to that and say it could have been the reason. It oh. could have been the reason they oh still had gosh. any gas in the tank.
1: You're drinking the Belichick Kool Aid, man. That's, You're hey, drinking the, the Belichick th- Kool Aid. Is, this
0: is Belichick and Popovich, Kool-Aid, the two most successful coaches of the last 20 years. So. Yeah, and the two most boring so
1: coaches it. in the history of both leagues. I'm
0: about winning over everything else. So, uh, so there you go. Warriors no uh, Need to need to, Derek need, has to no flash. need one win to break the record uh, and top of the ninety five ninety six bulls so we'll see if that against happens. against a good Grizzlies team. Who, against a, a playoff grizzlies. Who team. they the
1: only team to lose by one point to the Warriors this entire season. Right. And that was a few games ago. Yeah. One hundred to ninety nine yeah. so this although
0: the Warriors beat them by fifty points earlier this year. They did. <laughs> but um this this Grizzlies team, if they play well And Golden State sh- arguably should have lost their game against Memphis the other night. At the very and then the last play of the game, Lance Stevenson kinda got fouled on the last shot of the game. Yeah. Um and they and they didn't call it so uh, so we'll see what happens there. Warriors final game. I, I believe it's the final game of the NBA season because it's Wednesday night on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Moving to golf. The Masters. Jordan Spieth had a commanding lead most of this tournament. Falls apart with a few stretches of brutal play. Uh, the end of his third round was brutal the last couple holes. And then a an infamous quadruple bogey uh, on 12, I believe it was, in the final day. And then also a few chances in the end to come back still yeah. and couldn't do it. Danny Willett takes home the Masters championship. What are your thoughts on Spieth?
1: Uh, on Speeth, I think... I, this is my favorite type of golf um, scenario in a major or a master. When someone is doing very well and someone else beats them. Because that doesn't happen too often where someone will be... Like, Spieth was cruising. He was cruising and in this final day, he basically blows it and then almost catches up to his own yeah. lead. It like, almost reclaims the lead from losing it himself. Um it was good. It made for, I mean, a, I'm not, a, I'm a casual golf fan. I know right. the top 15 golfers and I don't, I only watch the majors and, and go from there. But if I don't think golf is very enjoyable when one person is just sitting at the top the entire time. Mm-hmm. I like back and forth. So I like like Spieth having a chance to come back was the most exciting part. Yeah. Like us, we, we watched the last three holes and we're like, okay, well, he needs a birdie here and he didn't. So it, it didn't, mm-hmm. it wasn't actually that exciting. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I I like when new people win. I'm, I'm, I mean, I like Speeth a lot. He's a great guy. He's a good golfer,
0: but. Yeah, I I think, I I think Speeth's really likable and he's one of those, at least at this stage, he's one of those stars that everyone's still pulling for. At some point, that's probably going to change because that's what always happens when a superstar emerges. Um, But I think he's great to root for and. It would be nicer if some of these Masters champions that came out of nowhere like this stayed up there, so there was a few guys up yeah. there. Like, you have Spieth and Rory. If you had a few more guys that were really elite, yeah. you, you look at a sport like basketball, or, I mean, any of the sports, look obviously. Like, like tennis. But I mean, the NBA, yeah, yeah. T- tennis is for, a bad example because
1: they've the top has been so heavy for so long. Mm-hmm. But I, like, I would like that in golf if there's five or... Like, you pick basically between five people, and you root for one of those five every year. Yeah. Rather than picking up a field of, like... Who is, who is this guy? Who's Danny Willett? Right.
0: like right. who? He, I Nobody mean, knows, and he he's might a, not stick around.
1: Yeah, he's an unbelievable golfer, and, and congrats to him, but
0: I want to pick one of five people that will win and then root for them. Yeah, exactly. And, and I was going to make the comparison to the NBA where it's like, you know, I know the NBA is extremely top-heavy, but you have, you have plenty of guys in the NBA. You have LeBron James, Kevin Durant, you know, Steph Curry, and then a bunch of stars from lesser teams that at least they're still stars. You know, they're still the best players in the league. When
1: we're definitely spoiled, I mean spoiled or, or not spoiled however you want to look at it um by tiger woods like we lived through the tiger woods yeah. era which was wow someone's just are someone's just not arguably the best <laughs> yeah. golf the yeah. best golfer right and and so in your head you're like and, and same with kind of tennis too like Federer was like oh veteran a dollar by by far mm-hmm. just better at tennis it's just a skill that they have that right. others don't cool. um and now that he's gone and no one's really Taken, I mean, Rory was set up to do it, and he couldn't yep. do it. Now he
0: now Speed's set up to do yeah, it anyway. exactly.
1: So it it's it leads you to believe that
0: there won't be that stud again for a while. Um, but it's open, I but mean, Sp- and Speed's still really young too. Yes. I, I mean, so he could still do it. But overall, my final thoughts: I think it's good. I, I personally think it was good that Speed didn't come back and win this Masters. I, I think I, I was rooting for him. I, th- I like Speed um But I think the fact that he was up there and lost it. And was still in the running for it, like you said. That's what you want. You you want you want your stars at the top to not win all the time, because that's how you end up starting to hate them. Is when they win all the it's time. It's true too. People yeah. got sick of Tiger Woods after a while. Like we
1: were rooting and for obviously him to there win. Are
0: other reasons people got sick of Tiger, but we
1: were we were both, and probably most of the people watching that were rooting for Spieth to win over this guy yeah. who we've never yeah. seen before. Because right. it's, it's a young, like good golfer who we all, all yeah. kind of know, right. um, and he hasn't been super successful. You're right. right. So uh, I think. That's the way it should have yeah. gone. And him losing might actually be good for his popularity, it which, might be good, is, yeah. which is weird and, to say. And he'll
0: bounce back, and people are going to want to see how he comes out next tournament. So, um, so yeah, great for great for golf having a guy like Spieth up the top, and hopefully for them they can get a few more guys to be steady forces up the top, if not overtaking him at the number one we spot. We should practice so, a bit and see yeah, if we, we can get the next one. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, uh, last topic now. Moving to baseball, just a quick nugget here. So, obviously, we've done a week of baseball. We're playing fantasy baseball, following it a little bit. Uh, You know, we got about three more weeks of that until we get sick of it and stop following it. So, very um, true. Trevor Story, the Colorado Rockies shortstop, Uh, only playing because Jose Reyes is out with domestic violence charges and, and a whole whole fiasco there for the Rockies. So. Trevor Story, in his MLB debut, uh, hit a homer for the Rockies. Nothing crazy there. A grand slam, I think it was. Um, But he proceeded to now have seven homers in his first six career games. Uh, I believe he has eight hits this year, and seven of them are home runs. Uh, So he is on pace for 189 home runs this year. So my question to you is, will he be over or under that total? Will he sustain this pace or ramp it up? Way over. I agree. This
1: guy rakes. (laughs) he he closes his eyes and hits home run like he hits yeah. home runs in his sleep yeah. he hits home runs backwards um obviously that's a joke he's definitely not going to sustain any of this pace um but it's cool
0: that a nobody is now yeah
1: crushing the ball
0: and i mean he was a, he was a big prospect but not a super like a can't miss the next thing prospect he's really only getting this opportunity because of Jose Reyes being out and this is what you want you want you want someone to walk
1: up there. You want someone to drag the bat up to the plate, <laughs> lift it, sit
0: it on their shoulder.
1: One pitch in, crack the ball five hundred feet. Yeah. Um, I hope he's using steroids, because <laughs> I, I want I want the glory days of baseball back. Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of baseball in terms of following. I love following the yearly statistics. It's very sti- very statistical. You can yeah, of course. You can analyze it in ways you can't analyze any other sport. Um, but then it's sometimes you just want. Barry Bonds and Mark Slug McGuire fight. and Sammy Slu- and Sammy Sosa just crushing yeah. home run balls, juicing a, <laughs> juicing in the 7th inning and then corking the
0: bat and hitting moonshots That's what that's what, what I that. want. Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> so, so I hope hope Trevor Story is bringing back 90s baseball.
0: <laughs> so there you go. We'll see if it happens and if he is on the juice, then maybe he can get close to 189. Um, and by the way, if he kept up this pace, I believe they said he would break Barry Bonds' all-time home run record um, very, very early in his career, <laughs> about four, four years in. Uh, probably. So um, so that ends sports for us and moves us to the final drive, where you can elect to go first or second. Um, Second. Second. Okay. I'll go first. The Bruins have collapsed. They Steve assured me for the last two weeks before the the season ended that the Bruins were going to win the Stanley Cup. I knew it. Because they always do, and and that's just... That's what Steve always tells me about my teams, that they're going to win. I think it might be some reverse psychology thing. But uh, the Bruins collapsed completely embarrassingly. They needed to the win, and they needed some help, and they got all the help that they needed. And they still got smoked by the Ottawa Senators, who are a bad team. Uh, six to one, including two empty netters in the third period when they were in desperation mode. Um, you know, I think this one's on the GM and management. And I don't mean solely Don Sweeney. I think that Peter Shirelli left them with a bit of a mess. But the point of what I'm saying here is that I'm not convinced that Claude Julia needs to go. I think he probably will go because a change is needed. But I think a lot of times people overreact. When when you have a coach and there's no better coach on the market, which appears to be the case again this year, I'm not sure it's always the answer to fire your coach just because you need a change. I think the, the term needing a change is a little bit overrated in sports. It, I mean, does it make sense? Is, are you going to bring in a better coach or not? Um, So ultimately, very interesting offseason coming for the Bruins. Lots of big changes are needed, but unacceptable the way that they performed. Uh, And now the Lightning are in the playoffs, which they were anyway, but they they get to face the Red Wings, who are a pretty weak opponent at this point. The Bruins really should have gotten in ahead of them with the position that they were in a month ago.
1: Sorry about it. Sorry about
0: your luck. Tough. I still
1: won't be surprised if they win the Stanley Cup. (laughs) Um, So my final drive is um, the upcoming 30 for 30 is called This Magic Moment. Um, and finally, the Orlando Magic get some um, recognition beyond um, Aaron Gordon's amazing dunks in the dunk contest. Um, but this was about uh, Shaquille O'Neal and Penny Hardaway um, and basically how it, this team was set up to be basically the, the super team, what we now have in the NBA, but it right. was it was basically the first super team where they brought together um, Penny Hardaway. They, they, I don't know the exact story, but they somehow got two back-to-back, like, First two picks or first, and they were studs. Mm-hmm. Um, Penny Hardaway, Shaquille O'Neal. There was also um, uh, Dennis Scott, Horace Grant. Um, who else? Uh, I don't know. But either way, um, it was a very, very good team. Um, and Shaq leaves for for some reason. I was really young when this happened. I don't really remember it happening. Um, but it shattered basically Orlando basketball for the next thirty years. Um, not 30, but, um, so I'm very interested in this one. The last 30 for 30 was excellent. It was the Duke lacrosse team. Um, so I'm going to watch this one. There'll be two back-to-back 30 for 30s I've watched, There you go. which I haven't seen a 30 for 30 in who knows lo- how long. So I, I'm hoping 30 for 30s are back. Uh, I'm going to watch the, uh, this magic moment, 30 for 30. Susan comes out, we can talk about it. Uh, but I suggest you guys watch it too, because we'll probably talk about it on the podcast. Um, and it should be good. There you go. Shaq cool. is a very... I don't love Shaq, mainly because I, I harbor bad feelings from this, um, but he's a big personality, um, and hearing him describe
0: his time in Orlando and his time with Kobe uh, should be fun. There you go. So a little homework for our listeners, watching 30 for 30, uh, the magic moment. I'll watch the Red Sox 30 for 30, and then we can talk about that one too. Uh, 2004. No. So that's it for the final drive, and that's it for episode 18 so thank you guys for listening and next week hopefully we're talking to Sweden next week hopefully we're
1: talking to Sweden um, and I want to say a big shout out thank you so much to Peter Warwick. Um, keep an eye out in a few years for Peter work Jr. Uh, he'll be F- climbing the FSU, ranks FSU great yeah thanks so much
0: alright see you next week later